Moon Patrol is a bebopping good time. It's 1200XL, episode 12. Hi, everybody. Welcome to 1200XL. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Moon Patrol. Now, Aaron, I'm sure that as a youth, you commonly had daydreams about outer space. That's true. That's absolutely. You wanted to be an astronaut. We've we've heard we've heard the stories about how you used to sit in your dad's vehicle. Tell us the story again. Well, I did a, you know, I wanted to be an astronaut real bad, you know, right. because that was the, that was what you were wanted to be when you were a little boy my age. Sure. And so the first thing we did just to get the feeling of what it was like to be in the capsule, the landing capsule, if you mm-hmm. will, we would take picnic benches, the long ones that, you know, you, the long straight benches and we would lean them against a tree. So we'd be <laughs> a slant and right. then we would try to put our bodies on them without sliding off. That was the plan. <laughs> And so what you had to do is you had to sort of wrap your legs around the, 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 the you put your shoes down and kind of grab hold of the tree, you mm-hmm. know, and then you could do your baloney, you know, like uh capsule one, this is Lieutenant Aaron c- commander of the space fleet, you know, blah, blah, blah. But that only had so much appeal because we kept falling off the part, the benches. We also kept the benches kept tipping over, you know, That's so no I good. just, well, that's when the mission was scrubbed right there, but when that happened. <laughs> and so my dad always had a, uh, a, a an endless parade of old cars that would sit around here because that's the West Virginia way. Yeah, it and is. And we always had a car. And so we would, then we started getting into the car. Now, you couldn't be in an angle in the car, but we just assumed at that point that you had already launched. And then we were in space. And you used the control, the uh, the steering wheel and the gear shift and stuff to actually fly the spaceship because we just assumed it would be like a car. You know, like a like a nineteen eight nineteen seventy nine green lime green Mustang. I assume that's the same way a ship would be handled. You know, it's funny. My my friend, my buddy Logan, and I did the exact same thing growing <laughs> up. Um, my uh, his his dad had this old truck. You know, they, they people keep these old like fifties pickup trucks around forever, right? Just sitting out in their yard. They're yeah. going to be fixed up one of these days. You know, you know how that goes. Yeah. So we got in there one summer and we were doing the same thing. We were doing the the, the space launch countdown. Well, you know, five, four, three, two. I hit the horn. Bam! All of a sudden, the wasps started to come out of the horn and attack us. <laughs> and the mission was over. <laughs> that was that was one of the hidden dangers of getting in those old cars. The space wasps. Yeah. They were everywhere and they used to camp out in the vents and stuff. I too. Although I will say that my experience with the space wasps was when we were playing Dukes of Hazard in the old car. <laughs> and and the, the, the sheriff couldn't catch us, but the bees could. Could and did. Yeah. So uh, it's it's good to know that we have similar, similar memories of playing, playing space out in the yard. Um, now, let's talk a little bit about this week's game, Aaron. Moon Patrol. So... This game comes to us from the land of Japan. Uh, lots of people may not be aware of this because this game was published and it was distributed in the United States by Williams, of course, an American company. But they, yeah. orig- they, they licensed this from a company in Japan called IRIM. Yes. Now, have you heard of IRIM before, Aaron? I have heard of IRIM. And this wasn't the first time one of their games got done like that. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, hey, Williams had a good track record. And if you if you play Moon Patrol, it's not a lot like a lot of other Williams games. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? 
it like it doesn't have the same kind of sound effects. It doesn't right. have the same kind of uh, look to it. So you could sort of tell it was uh, s- from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, you know they uh, they saw a good thing when and took it. And I'm sure they made themselves quite a bundle in the arcades on this game. That's right. That's right. This game was developed, like I said, by Irem. They were a Japanese company best known probably for Kung Fu Master um, and R-Type. Is probably their 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 longest uh, franchise game. Is there's eight pretty, pretty good archives. games right there. By yeah. the way, <laughs> they they also did ten yard fight. Ten yard fight probably not the best simulation of American football that's ever been devised. You know, but hey, you know, I watched I watched uh, Rob Flacco Harris stream that one night just endlessly. I think it was the night of the Super Bowl or something. And I, I thought to myself, this is a patient man, because I yeah. never liked that game at all. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> but I do give the Japanese credit for trying to program a game that they probably knew nothing about at the time. So. There you go. Um, Irem actually started out, get this, Aaron, they started out making equipment for cotton candy stores. <laughs> There are stores dedicated to cotton candy. You heard where it here are first, they? Folks. <laughs> it's unfortunate that that hasn't moved to the United States. No, but after after the the big wigs over there saw Breakout, it wasn't Space Invaders that that got them going. It was Breakout. They said we could do this, and uh, they released their first game, which I believe was a Space Invaders clone in 1978. They went all the way up until 1996. They released their first and only PlayStation title, and I think it was kind of a flop. Uh, another thing that happened, I guess, was the entire IRM headquarters, I think, was swept away in some sort of a typhoon slash tsunami oh, situation. Geez, that's so, horrible. Yeah, yeah it's horrible. So, um, <laughs> now, it's worth noting that in 1994, <clears throat> several employees left IRM to form a company called Nazca. You, are okay. you familiar with Nazca, Aaron? Uh, the name rings a bell, Boat. Well, it shouldn't ring a bell because they made a little game called Neo Turf Masters. Oh, there it is. That explains yeah. it then. Yeah. Wow. Also, a, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Iron, this, so these, these, these irate cust- uh, employees of Irem left and formed NASCA, went on to make Neo Turf Masters and Metal Slug. It all started, though, back with old Moon Patrol. Now, who designed, who was the man behind this game? We know this. This game was designed by a guy named Takashi Takashi Nishiyama. Okay, he started out working at Irem, but then later on went to work at Capcom. Aaron, uh, he created Kung Fu Master while he was at Irem, but he decided to go on, and Capcom hired him, and he made a little game called Street Fighter. Oh yeah, that's so, awesome, man! Yeah. Who knew that so many good games came from the the bowels of Moon Patrol? That's amazing. That's right. Mode. That's right. After he created Street Fighter, <clears throat> SNK hired him away, and they said, "Listen." We want you to design a new game system for us. And then he created the Neo Geo. Wow. He's a genius, dude. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moon Patrol is a good game because it was designed by a genius. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what it all comes there down to. There you go. To. Show's over. <laughs> <laughs> um, and most famously on the Neo Geo system, he created the King of Fighters series, which uh, I don't Are you? Are you a big King of Fighters guy? Oh, yeah, I like King of Fighters just fine. And, and well, I'm not surprised by that. It's yeah. a great game with diverse characters. I think it peaked, I don't know, uh, you know, 90, I'm going to say 98, somewhere in that mm-hmm. ballpark. But I mean, listen, the the, the series rolled on, including the uh, King of Fighters uh, X Capcom or some of that. They did a bunch of stuff with it. I mean, it may, it may still be going on for I know. I think it was amongst the last things released for the classic Neo Geo arcade system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they may still be releasing them to this day. But yeah, this guy's pedigree is off the charts. Yeah, absolutely. So 
let's talk, let's shift from the arcade version to the Atari version, okay? So the, the, uh, the Atari version of this game was released in 1983 by Atari Soft, and it's worth noting that almost all of the ports, uh, whether they were for the Apple II, the Atari systems, the C64, the VIC-20, they were all published by Atari Soft. So they handled both their own port and all of the competitors' ports, too. Pretty interesting. The yeah. only port that was actually handled by IRIM themselves was the MSX port, which makes sense since yeah. the MSX was sort of a, a Japanese deal. So um, let's talk about what this game is. So according to the documentation, you are a Luna City police officer. Okay. No. So, <laughs> Okay, wow. Well, <laughs> so Luna City probably taking place on the moon. Yeah. Uh, and you're assigned to, Aaron, get this, Sector 9, the home of the toughest thugs in the galaxy. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Keep that in mind. How many, when you see how many tough thugs you actually face in Moon Patrol, I'm not, maybe, maybe this was an off day for you in, in Luna City. <laughs> but what you do is you travel around in your moon buggy. Okay. And you go over the, the, the bumpy moon surface. And uh, basically, your job is to go to all 26 checkpoints to complete the game. Uh, basically, you just have to survive. You um, know, that, that, I used to be a security guard, boat. I know you're stunned mm -hmm. by this. And so this falls perfectly in line with that old job because I had to go to checkpoints all over the, wherever I was guarding and, like, log in. So maybe that's right. sort of the same thing. These guys are doing the exact same gimmick, boat. Yeah, yeah. Now, where where were you a security guard at? Oh, a couple places, but the, my favorite place was in Kentucky. I did some security work for an, a a, a a old folks home, like a nursing home that had been shut down by the government, and the government had foreclosed on it. Oh my and gosh! So, and it was right beside a real bad like area of town, and they'd mm -hmm. had people breaking into it, and mm. so uh, they and they couldn't get anyone to work the night shift. You know, well, here comes Dummy. I was like, I'll do it. And uh, went in there and got my little fake cop outfit on. And right away, I got to the parking lot of this place. And they were they were like thugs or toughs, if you will. Mm. And they were lingered around the parking lot. Mm. And so I thought to myself, well, this is no good. And so right. I walked up to the head tough boat. Mm. And I said, listen, you know, this is a government facility, don't you? And they're like, yeah. And I go, this place happened to have like almost like a bell tower. Mm -hmm. I said, do you see that bell tower right there? The guy's like, yeah. I was like, they're coming in Tuesday to install the latest in photo identification software. And if you're <laughs> caught on camera, not only will they know where who you are, but they'll be able to pull up your record. And the guy's like, oh, yeah? I was like, yeah. I was like, listen, I said, I don't want any trouble. I would tell your buddies to not come around to this particular parking lot. I never saw another person Man, there. That's the truth. You should have a job as a de-escalation officer in like high pressure hostage situations. That's Listen, awesome, man. I'm an old school baloney dealer, boat. You know that. So I do know that. And but it worked. So most of the time I sat there and playing Dreamcast and drinking pop. That's what I did. But <laughs> occasionally I would do my rounds. So there you go. Just like Moon Patrol. We can tie it right in. <laughs> so this is a with the story out of the the gripping story out of the way. <laughs> Um, your job is to basically, you, this is a side scrolling game where your, your moon buggy is seen from the side and UFOs swoop down from the sky to try and destroy you or make your path, uh, impassable by bombing craters into the surface of the moon. So, um, 
basically that's that's the entire game um now aaron the first time that you played moon patrol what did you think you mean this moon patrol or moon patrol from the arcade which let's one just, let's just they're, they're they're almost the same game so no. we can talk about them both in, in tandem <laughs> no they're not so i owned a moon patrol arcade game which one of the first okay. games I ever owned it played blind unfortunately so i never actually got to play the game that i owned i, I didn't have a monitor to put in it uh but I, uh, I played. I have played this game a lot over the years in the arcade. I mean, I've played it a ton. You know, it's one of my favorites. We both love the music. We've both played this tons of times. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a literal Stone Cold Bam arcade classic. Okay, uh, and so I have uh, a pretty good idea of how the levels are supposed to go and how it's supposed to feel. Uh, I will say that uh, I've mo- my earliest exposure to a home port of Move Controller on the Coco. Uh, where you would get uh, various knockoffs of the of the game. Of course, they weren't going to license Jack Squat on there. So uh, I did not play the Atari version all that much until this week where I really sat down and played a ton of it, Boat. Oh, okay. So, you know, I am not nearly as uh, is in deep with uh, with Moon Patrol in the arcade versus the, the home port. To me, aside from the graphics, they played pretty similarly. So t- break down the differences for me. Well... Right away, I mean, I like the fact that it's got the music from the arcade that comes up when you start the game, and and it and it and they got that part right. Uh, I listen. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna come right out and say it. I hate the way the moon buggy looks. Okay, well that's it, that's it, the elephant in the room. That definitely. I'm, I'm is. exposing the elephant right now. Your moon buggy <laughs> looks like uh, um something from Kamari Damachi. It's just like a raging <laughs> pile of crap that's coming forwards. They did a horrible job on that moon buggy it is crap no no, it's so distractingly bad that i can't hardly play i just keep looking at this and thinking how is this moving <laughs> you're, I mean, you're not wrong what did it you does think look of this like thing? an abomination i wonder what you know obviously you you've got like your little turret where the the, the windshield is yeah and then you've got the the nose of the thing sticks out like a like a like a like a stingray cobra it's like and a then bomb you've got, you've got tank treads yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a very odd looking thing and you're right yes. you can't look away from it you can't or like mr it's like they took mr burns and chopped off everything below the nose I, that's put, very accurate i do like that yeah. yeah so i don't know what that and the thing is uh uh Listen, the game has all the elements are there. I mean, not all of them, but most of them. You've got the you go from point A to point Z. You know, every level. I, I've always liked that element. I like the way they did the checkpoint system mm-hmm. in the arcade. They carried that over. Does it have a multi-tiered scrolling? Yes, it does. Yeah. Stunningly, and it's not just city. You also get like moonscape and stuff. There's mm-hmm. actually an incline. They got a lot of it right. Okay, they but they got a lot of stuff horribly wrong and the two things that come the worst the worst offenders of course the the jalopy that you drive around and also the people that come to get you their ships look equally crappy at least there was no no quarter taken or given the the aliens also look they're driving space junk and particularly the yellow aliens these ships look like crap crap boat and when they come out to fight you it's just like i want it looks like all the ships involved were pre-exploded before the game started. <laughs> you know, so that, I, I mean, that right there takes away a lot of my enjoyment from the game. Something else I didn't like in this game was the hit detection. In the arcade, like when the guys are dropping bombs on you from space, 
like you could they could be so close that you drive through the little clouds of puffs of smoke where mm-hmm. it hits the ground. Yeah. Not in this game. If their bombs are anywhere near you, you explode violently. It drives me nuts. I didn't like that either. The bombs are huge in this game. They're as big as your car. You know, it's, it's I mean, it looks like they're dropping smaller, uglier cars on your car. <laughs> you know, so there's also that problem. Uh, I didn't like any of the aspects of that. I mean, I think it controls okay. Of course, we're in the realm where you're hitting up for jump mm-hmm. and, and you're using a button to shoot. Now, I can get over that most of the time, but I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Moon Patrol requires pinpoint jumping, particularly on the levels with the mines or some of the areas with the pits and the rocks that require pinpoint jumping or the area where the evil other jet comes up behind you. You've got to have precise jumping, and up for jump, for me, was a, a, a difficult proposition, Both Now, in the arcade, because I don't think I've ever played this in the arcade, it is a two-button game, right? Button for jump, yeah, button for shoot. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. You've never played this in the arcade? No, never. Holy smokes, I played Bo. it on Mame a bunch, but I've never played it in the arcade. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's two buttons. And up for jump, like I said, you, you lose the precise jumping detail that you would expect from... A button, you know, and mm-hmm. it's not it's, so that aspect of the game is also makes it difficult for me. Uh, but all that said, uh, they I think it's a noble effort, and I think with a little bit of tweaking, they could have done something with this graphically. And I I can't believe that this is the best that the Atari Eight Bits could offer in terms of a moon buggy and spaceships. Well, just, I'll appalled. tell you right now. It is not the best the Atari could offer because uh, there has actually been a fan re-release of this game called Moon Patrol Redux. Okay. Oh, yeah. They've redesigned the ship or the moon buggy. They've redesigned some of the aliens. The title screen is probably the most impressive thing about the game. I don't know what that says about the game, but uh, it, it really looks good. Um, and so uh, there, there has been an effort uh, to sort of make this better, but... Man, I think you're being just a little bit too hard on Moon oh. Patrol. I just, I, it, does it does it look arcade perfect? No. no, but but to me, it captures the spirit of the arcade game because the speed is not compromised, the tune is there, and you get the the different stages. You know, you get the you get the mountainscape, you get the cityscape, and you get the incline. Like, I feel like those are the things that are really, you really need to have as well as like, you know, the whole checkpoint system. They nailed it on all of those things. They gave you the the, the same experience as playing the arcade game. Now, I can't think of any arcade game in the Atari version that that is as close as what you're, you know, like, for example, pole position, there's tons of stuff that's different in the yeah. Atari version. You, you've got to be willing to accept those things. I do agree with you that the 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 moon buggy itself is unacceptable. That thing is, is horrible. Yeah. But, um, you know, in terms of a port, I would definitely give this a solid B+. I would give this a solid B+. No, I would not. I would not okay. go that high. And I will say this. The Coco, one of the Coco books, this murders this in terms of the mm. way the buggy looks and the closest to the arcade. It's, it's mm. a it's. And so this is the Coco. So I expect the Atari, and like you said, with the Redux, it can do better, and they, I'm sure, sure did do better. Mm-hmm. Something else that bugs me, and this is something I see a lot of these computer games, is like the text and stuff. It's straight up out of like a t- Atari Basic. Well, that's, you know? yeah. The, the, that's something, the reason... And it always drives me nuts. And not every game does that, which tells me that you don't have to do it that way. Unless you're just being real lazy. It's the easiest way to do it because you can set the graphics modes up that way. Yeah. So I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that part either. I'm a, listen, I'm a fair man. Will I play this? Yes. I have played it before. I'll play it again. 
But if you've got access to any other version, I mean, the arcade version in particular, you know, I, that's, I would not play this one. And, and if they fix the buggy, I mean, I'm telling you, fixing that moon buggy would go a long way to making me not want to murder myself when I see it. I really hated the look of this thing. Uh, and it wasn't like this on every version, but often the buggy was not attractive. Here we go. I've whipped up a, a comparison, if you're watching the video, between the Atari version and the C64 version. Now, don't get me wrong. The C64 version of this ain't exactly what I would call a speed demon. In fact, if you look at the backdrops and stuff, it, they, it looks like me and Boat got together with with MS Paint. Yeah, right after the, I painted Lee Melangelo, I painted those backgrounds. I will say this, though. It's 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 multi-layered, it's multi Boat. <laughs> it's parallax, baby. It's parallax. If you look at the mountains in the back of the C64 version, it is double garbage, straight so up garbage. In this version... They got the the aliens and the moon buggy right yes. and everything else incredibly wrong. <laughs> yes, that you just took the and of course their lettering also stinks. Yeah. But if you took the moon buggy and combined it with the background in the Atari version, you would then you got something. Right. I mean I agree. You know what's funny? I mean, you've got to laugh. The 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 buggy and the ships are so ugly in the Atari version you can't look at it. Yeah. And in the C sixty four version, the background is so <laughs> ugly you can't look at it. You're what right, is going man. on here? You're right. <laughs> I wonder if the C64 version even has the cityscape. Um, I, I haven't played enough of the C64, but I can't imagine what that would look like. Who so. could sit through enough of those mountains to get this? <laughs> yeah. Just that's the worst. So in conclusion, <laughs> get me a better buggy. Horrible, <laughs> horrible boat. But I mean, it's still, is it playable? Yes. It's, it's just not a pleasant experience to look at. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Now, According to uh, Atari Mania, the world's finest Atari database. Yeah, they're uh, great. They they have uh, this got an overall rating of seven point eight out of ten, so pretty pretty well uh, regarded. However, people do make the same the same sort of complaints that we yeah. do about the uh, about the buggy and things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, and there you know, of course, this was well before there were any sort of numbered reviews for Atari games here in the states, so I wasn't able to pull any of those up. But uh, like I said, if you are into Moon Patrol, definitely try out Moon Patrol Redux. Uh, it, it, it sort of it attempts to right the wrongs of the original Moon Patrol, and uh, and it's a free download. You can get that off of Atari Mania as well. But if if this uh, is the only option you've got, I mean, you can play it. It's not. It's certainly not the worst, but you just really have to educate your brain to deal with what you're seeing. That's what. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, it's actually, it was a decent effort. And the sound, so they got most of it right. They just did a poor job with the buggy. Right, right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of 1200XL. We will be back next month. With uh, a game, Aaron, I think that you've played this one before. All right. This, this coming week is my pick, and I choose Star Wars Death Star Battle. Okay, yeah, I, I do ha I do recall playing that back in the day. Yeah, I've got it sitting right behind me here. Uh, I was lucky enough to be gifted a sealed copy of this game uh, for uh, our Amigos Secret Santa uh, a couple of years ago. From Chicote. Are you going to unseal it for the show? Heck no, never, <laughs> never. Uh, <laughs> a wise choice, Boat. <laughs> but uh, this was a game that I definitely, I had an original cartridge for back in the day. This is one of the, the few games that I actually owned uh, a legit copy of. And so it'll be fun to take a look at. So we'll, we'll do that on the next episode of 1200XL. As always, 
Uh, if you'd like to support the show, you can head on over to 1200XL or patreon.com slash 1200XL. Uh, we appreciate that a lot. And if you want to watch the show live, you can watch us uh, pretty much every month at uh, twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. So Very good, we buddy. thank all of you guys for uh, chilling out with us. If you're watching live, thank you guys. And we will see you next week. And until then, make sure you play your Atari today.